Okay, let's be real. We can all fall prey to the confusion about boundaries. As society, peers, and the like can blur the lines of healthy and toxic boundaries. Therefore, it's essential that we distinguish the two. And I'm here to set the record straight to dispel the confusion. So tune in, take note, and get ready. Whether knowingly or unknowingly is a trauma you've experienced holding you captive, or you're struggling with confidence in your identity in Christ, or are you tired of being the superhero in everyone else's life except your own, then sis, this podcast is for you. Here on Boundaries for Believers, you will find practical solutions that freak from self-sabotage, your inner critic, and that drama that you volunteered yourself to be in. Hey, beloveds, I'm your host, Zipporah Adatolawa, a believer, wife, social worker, and a lover of all things old Hollywood. As a recovering people pleaser and former woe is me candidate, I've been there, you're not alone, and I'm on this journey with you. With that being said, grab your mug for that coffee or tea, or if you're feeling inclined for some wine, let's cheers on three. (laughs) As ratings and reviews are helpful for outreach, here's one I wanted to share with you. It's titled Great Listen by Jerea Ten. Each episode has been a great listen. Thanks for being so transparent. Well, Jerea, thank you for taking the time to write this review and share how this is encouraging. So happy that you're here. Also, listeners who have been eager or just uncertain about creating your own podcast and just need further clarity, I am going to invite you to Stephanie Gast's program that has actually helped me start this light of fire in me to start this podcast. And so she has a free five-day boot camp that will be live on Facebook, and this will start March 4th through March 8th, and I will have the link in the show notes so you can get connected and really learn how to establish your community, define your niche, and be able to build authentically and be vulnerable by supporting people based on your natural giftings. So you want to check that out. Okay, now let's get back to today's episode. If you're anything like me, where you have been just bogged down by the noise of what society says about boundaries and just don't know where to start, and that can lead to a bit of confusion. I recall just starting my first journey with boundaries a few years ago, and first off, I didn't know I would be taken seriously when I set the stage, when I set the tone of how I wanted to be treated, and I didn't know there was a clear formula of what made sense. And so essentially, I... Had to fumble along the way to really understand what boundaries look like to me. What, but most importantly, what healthy boundaries looked like to me. Initially, when I started practicing, you know, my boundaries and putting certain things into place, there was a bit of pushback from peers, from family, what society would claim boundaries would be. But I had to really just sit down and quiet myself, saying, you know what? What would be essential for my well-being? What is some of the things that I want to learn about myself? What are certain what are the certain parameters I'm willing to place within myself and with others? And so today, y'all, I'm going to just kind of peel back some of the layers of some of the noise that I heard along the way about 
boundaries. So happy that you're here because clearly you want to get to understand boundaries for yourself. The five misconceptions I have here is number one, setting boundaries is selfish. Number two, boundaries are about building walls and shutting people out. Number three, setting boundaries means you're being confrontational or aggressive. Number four, if you set boundaries, you'll end up alone. Number five, boundaries are rigid and unchangeable. Okay, now let's go ahead and break all of these misconceptions down, starting with number one. With misconception number one, setting boundaries is selfish. Okay, let me go ahead and take a deep breath on this one. Contrary to popular belief, setting boundaries is not selfish, y'all. It's an essential act of self-care and respect. But establishing healthy boundaries, you're prioritizing your well-being and creating space for healthier relationships with others. And one of the core things to be reminded about is the intent behind the boundaries. If one's intent is driven by, you know, fear or anxiousness or the need to control or manipulate, then yes, that's where it becomes to the other end of toxic boundaries. But if one's core intent is wanted to be seen and valued and respected, then healthy boundaries is not a selfish act, but if anything, an honorable act to stand and advocate for oneself. And misconception number two, boundaries are about building walls and shutting people out. Y'all, boundaries are more about creating clear guidelines for how you want to be treated and what you're willing to accept or not accept in your relationships. They're about fostering communication and mutual respect, not about isolating yourself from others. So often we can kind of tiptoe around this idea that we're not welcoming, we're not, we don't want to, you know, come across rude or disrespectful. But with being clear about your guidelines and being clear about how you want to be treated, that is laying the playing field of how you want others to respond and connect with you. And if anything, it builds mutual understanding and respect for both parties involved or all parties involved. And misconception number three, setting boundaries means you're being confrontational or aggressive. Okay, y'all, setting boundaries doesn't have to involve conflict or confrontation. It's about calmly and assertively communicating your needs and limits. Healthy boundaries are actually promoting understanding and prevent resentment from building up over time. Kind of going back to the previous uh, misconception, um, I have struggled with this because although I love, honestly, I, I do love being willing to share how I feel and confronting on that side, but often people assume confrontation means you're going to be the aggressor, that there has to be a way of um, resolving conflicts that involves hostility. It does not have to be the case, and we don't have to fear or tiptoe around healthy communication because of what what it's perceived to be, whether from past experiences with confronting matters or not trusting that someone would receive it well based on how they perceive confrontation. But this can be a way that is with ease, um, stated respectfully, stated lovingly, and stated assertively. There's ways to present that well. 
And you know what? I'm actually reminded of a recent conversation I had with a very close friend of mine where I just simply had to remind her, hey, this is what I prefer. I'm just going to remind you of what I said to you previously of how I, you know, prefer X, Y, and Z. And it led for further conversation to happen to understand where certain things stemmed from, whether within myself or how certain things were conveyed. And that kind of brought us closer within our friendship dynamic because we saw where one another was coming from. And there was no yelling. There was no, you know, aggressiveness. It was a matter of, you know what? I value you and I value myself enough to share with you based on what's happening internally within my heart, my soul. Let me invite you into this conversation. And like I said, it made us feel much more understanding and trusting one another now that we knew more of the context of why we prefer one preference over the other and understanding what it took to get to the root of the matter. And that's where emotional maturity and mutual respect come to play. Misconception number four, if you set boundaries, you'll end up alone. Some people fear that setting boundaries will drive others away, but in reality, it helps build stronger, more authentic connections. Healthy boundaries attract people who respect and value you for who you are. Y'all, this leads to more fulfilling relationships at the end of the day. And again, just going back to the example that was previously mentioned, once you set the tone of how you want to be treated, that leads others to understand, you know what, let me follow suit. Or if it rids other the opposite direction, then good. That confirms whether this person is valuing you or not. And that's where you lead to another action that needs to take place. But in short, when it comes down to the myth of you'll end up alone, the right people who care and value you and want you to be seen and loved will make the effort, will take the time to understand where you're coming from, would listen attentively. And this takes work. This is not just one and done in some cases, but it takes work to show up authentically, to let one know how you feel, to let one know where you're coming from, and to put into place how you want to be respected in return, how you want to respect the other person based on their values and preferences. And again, the right people will meet you where you are. Lastly, misconception number five, boundaries are rigid and unchangeable. Y'all, boundaries can and should evolve over time to reflect your growth, needs, and circumstances. They're not just set in tone, you know, set in stone. They're flexible guidelines that are adjusted as necessary to support your well-being and happiness. You know, essentially, we're constantly growing and changing, whether it's within circumstances, whether it's evolving within ourselves, based on what we learned, read, or experienced. This will show up of how we decide on how we want to be perceived or in what makes sense to us in that season. For example, like I used to not mind being on the phone after 9 p.m., or after 10 p.m. chatting with friends and this lasting for about what two to three hours but now y'all i enjoy my sleep i have work to do the following day and essentially i enjoy spending more time whether it's with myself later in the evening or 
carving out more time with my husband. And so I dedicate those moments to what matters most to me. So I pose the question to you. So what does healthy boundaries look like to you in this season instead of falling victim to what society says about healthy boundaries? So that concludes our episode today as we unpacked five misconceptions of healthy boundaries. And if you find yourself just kind of in a loop or not really understanding healthy boundaries for yourself, feel free to reach out to me directly so I can partner with you on your journey of discovering healthy boundaries. And my coaching services are linked in the bio. And y'all, don't forget, our Facebook community is live and well. And if you are looking for building community and if you are serious about healthy boundaries, then come find us on the Facebook community by searching Create Healthy Boundaries for Christian Women. And I can't wait to see you there. Thanks for tuning in today. Whether this episode lightened your load, pulled on those heartstrings, or reinforced those boundaries, then sis, I'd love if you were to share this with a friend or left a written review on Apple Podcast. But if you want to continue this conversation with my trauma-informed life coaching services, then I invite you to check out the link in the show notes so I can best support you. In the meantime, follow us on Instagram at Boundaries for Believers. And see you next time, beloveds. Be blessed, be real, and go out there and redefine your boundaries.